Hello. Hey, Merlin. What's up? Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm good. I'm halfway through rolling up my sleeves. Okay. Because this is going to be oh, it's a one of hard working workmen's work episode. One of those shows. Oh, I don't have much. I've got a lot of odds and sods. All right, I like those. Yeah. How you doing? Pretty good. Woo! Big fires north of here. It smells like a campfire. I heard that it was affecting oh, you guys as well. That sucks. Uh, well, barely. Next door is blowing up. You smell smoke? Yes, everyone smells smoke. Sonoma's on fire. Do you smell smoke? Yes. Everyone smells smoke. Stop. Uh, yeah, I got uh, one of those helpful emails from the school today. They have to play inside because of the air quality. They had to close my wife's gym. Really? Because of air quality. Air quality. Air quality. People are in there. Their gym is, reps. It's inside. They're, they are inside, but, you know, they got to get air. And, you know, people are doing their reps and uh, getting getting cut, ripped. Right, sure. And uh, so they had to close that. So, you know, I'm sure there's some people that are mad that it's stinky in there and other people that are mad that it's closed. You can't please everybody, Dan. No. But, God, it's horrible. It's like cars are melting. The fire is so hot. It wiped really? out, like, this whole neighborhood in Santa Rosa. Anyway, this is the, let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. All right. This is a happy occasion. Okay. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, nice and cool today. Nice. Yeah, we're down in the low 70s. Oh, gosh. That's cool for there, huh? Yeah, yeah. You live in West Texas, right? Central. Central Texas. Mm-hmm. Let's learn about Austin, Texas. Yeah, why not? Uh, so what's, what's West Texas? What's, what are the mountain goats always singing about? Uh, yeah, you, I, I've never really spent much time in... Uh, in West Texas. Never had the need. Well. Oh, look at that. There you are. Oh, gosh, you're, you're pretty far over there. See, I've been to Austin, I think, twice. Yeah, for South twice. By, right? For, yeah, for that. And there were grackles. And right. um, I pitched an idea for the worst website of all time. And I won. I remember. I've, I was not there for that, but I heard about that. It was good. It was it was really nice though. I, I got to so Andy Bayo had this panel where he invited a handful of people to come up and pitch the worst idea for a website ever. And I got to meet lots of nice people. I got to meet David Friedman, Ironic Sands. Got to meet him. It was really nice. Mine was uh, for a new social media network for douchebags called Flocked Up. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was a good presentation. It was a very good presentation. One of my better presentations. Anyway, uh, Austin. Been to Austin. Yeah, you got Austin, and then as you start to move west, you go to you got Midland. You Midland, got Odessa. Yep, Odessa, and, and everyone know, here knows Marfa as sort of a destination. Is that one of those ones you always see on a sign, but you've never been there? You know, like okay, so for example, like you you've driven on like seventy five sure. at some point, right? Yeah, or on what's the big one in the middle one? What's the big one that goes here through Austin? Yeah, Mopac. No, 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 no. In uh, in Florida. Oh, down in Florida, I ninety five. 95 and 75. Yep. And you always see this name on signs. It's like Perry, 430 <laughs> miles. All right, sure. And you drive some more. It's like Perry, 273 <laughs> miles. Perry. You ever, you ever notice this? There's these towns that you just see on a sign. You don't know why? Yeah. Well, maybe it's just me. Taintsville. Oh, come on. That's not a place. Sure is. Did they lose a bet, Dan? Taintsville. T-A-N-T-S-V-I-L-E. Taintsville, mm-hmm. Florida. That'd be cute if it was Taint Town. <laughs> yeah, Taint, Taintsville, Florida, right here. Taintsville oh. is an unincorporated community in Seminole County, Florida, United States, located between Oviedo and Chuluota. 
Oh, look at that. The village of Taintsville. The community's name was derived by residents saying Taint Oviedo and Taint Chuliota. Uh, and that's before Mr. Show they had that bit? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 1971. 1971. There it is. There's a lot of weird names on the West Coast, too. <laughs> uh, let me see some of my favorites. I, I kind of haven't thought about this in years. I live near Elfers. Elfers? Elfers. Is that where the library elf comes from? Hello. <laughs> Elfers. <laughs> Elfers, you know, it's not so far from, uh, from Holiday, you know? It's all aspirational names. There's a Hollywood, as, Florida, too, you know. Oh, sure, there's a Hollywood. They got, they got the Walk of the Stars. Yeah, they, um, that's right. That's what it's all about. The conventional wisdom in Florida is that whatever your community is named, it's, it's named after whatever was destroyed to build the houses there. Let's see some examples. Indian Rocks Road. No. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. King's Point, they had to kill the king. Carroll Manor Drive, had to take out Carroll. Randolph Farms, not anymore, he doesn't. <laughs> really makes you think. <laughs> but yeah, we're, um, we're not quite in the center of Texas, but we're in central Texas out here. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I, you know, shame on me. I should know better. Huh. Well, this is weird. Um, it's a good week. It's been a big week. We have um, uh, lots of little odds and sods. You, you put an, I assume this is you, you put an interesting link in here. Can I call you on the carpet about this wireless neckband? Is that you? Yeah, let me, let me pull this up. Let me get the list Tell me about here. the wireless neckband. Wireless neckband allows the first voiceless phone call. This was submitted to us by a listener who w- was responding to the sub-vocalization discussion that we had last week about uh, uh, Ender's game, the book. The ability to use one of those Keanu Reeves things where you talk without making a loud noise and right. it still picks it up. Right, and so apparently this guy in this video... Which one of our? I apologize to the listener who sent this in uh, because I I've lost track of you already. I apologize. Is it the lady from Microsoft, Dan? No. Okay. Uh, but I do have a call scheduled with her. To oh, see we were, you were so talking about this. Yeah. Um, okay, and so this is a video. I have not watched the video. And in the video, it shows uh, apparently. So what it what's going on in the video, which is one of possibly the worst demos I've ever seen of technology. Mm. Uh, it shows the guy and he has something bizarre. Like it's, I would describe it as a cuff around his neck. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe he's like been released. <laughs> yeah. Instead of an ankle, they gave him this, this handsome slender. Right, 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 right. It's I almost, think he might be somebody's puppy boy. He's wearing a turtleneck shirt <laughs> under a dress shirt and tie. And, um, and, and so at some point he's demoing, in in the video, he's demoing, and the the other guy who is, I guess, either either is is a co- co-host or a patsy of some kind, asks mm-hmm. him a question, and he sort of stares, like he's waiting for something to happen. But what what's actually going on is he is sub vocalizing, uh, very quietly, and the cuff is hearing what he's saying and uh and then using its machine voice which is sort of you know a mid 2000s mac type voice synthesizer speaking for him uh and it answers on his behalf while he sort of stands there with a strange expression on his otherwise motionless face and body um (laughs) hot so yeah so uh this is this is the future of of siri i guess that's a very interesting. Well, you know, we kid. You know, we kid on here. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, you got to make some silly stuff before you make some good stuff. You do? No, everything starts out pretty silly. Yeah. You know, remember those bicycles or the big front wheel and the tiny little back wheel? No, they call, they call it the penny farthing. Gesundheit. Yeah, he's muzzle top. You know what I saw riding down the street in my neighborhood the other day was a uh, elliptical bike. Have you seen this? You like stride? Yeah. So you've uh, all of us have been on. You, you don't bike. mean a recumbent bike. You mean like the Not exercise a recumbent, machine, the nothing, elliptical? Yes, nothing like a recumbent bike at all. Um, a recumbent bike is pretty cool. They had that in. Uh, in what was the name of that movie? Um, uh, Brainstorm. Brainstorm. And I think. Oh, it, God, it, I got to watch that again. Oh, now I got to go watch it. Oh, my God. Uh, no, that's pretty cool where you're sort of laying down almost on your back and you're pedaling in front of you. That was the most space age thing. That was my whole idea of what like Palo Alto and Silicon Valley was. <laughs> totally. Was, like, people, riding, people riding recumbent bikes on empty roads after nightfall. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Christopher walking on a bike. Whew. So cool. I'd pay Towel me 10 off. bucks to see that. But no, this is if you if you Google uh, outdoor or just elliptical bike, you will you will see what I'm talking about. And you're standing up, and you're doing you're riding elliptical style, but you're on a bike. And I'll actually yeah. I will show you the actual one that I saw because there are apparently Did you a take lot a photograph? of photograph. No, but I found it uh, here in Google. So that's that's essentially what I saw in the robot there. Oh boy. Um, and it's oh, uh, ladies. yeah. I mean, if 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 you're not picking up picking up chicks on this thing, I don't know how you how you're going to do it. But yeah, it's you know, I, you don't like. I don't want to yuck on a yum. I'm not here to to make anybody feel bad about their decisions. But oh my god, that's weird. Like, where, where would you where would you put that thing when you're not using it? Does it fold up? No, nah, I don't think it. Anything. It's huge. It's got two wheels in front mm-hmm. and one wheel in the back, mm-hmm. and then you stride like you're on two <laughs> tiny skateboards, right? And then you do like a Nordic uh, ski kind of thing with your arms. Yeah. You wear gloves and a helmet and glasses. And she's very, very happy to be riding this in what looks like Florida. Yeah. Oh, boy. Look at that. Oh, and it's got a little uh, rack in the back, cup in the front. Hmm. Wait, the woman or the... Uh... Oh, I see the bike. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Got to scrape the paramours off with a stick. <laughs> Step away from my elliptobike. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah yeah I got, I got all these men caught in my spokes yeah but uh i saw one of those going down the street the other day that's nice that's nice that's making people happy well that's super interesting that you can do that voice thing i wonder if my watch will ever be able to hear my voice oh how's <laughs> that right? going oh you know not very well no no you know i try that reminds me, uh, I want to, uh, not pimp, promote, wow. suggest something I was on. I did my seventh annual appearance on the Mac Power Users podcast with our friends David and Katie. And uh, you can go listen to that. And we talked about voice stuff. And we talked about uh, the multipad lifestyle and uh, my newfound affection for typing with a keyboard on an iPad. And, you know, it's good. It's not as good as the, on the through no fault of their own. It's just I'm not as interesting as I used to be. I don't do interesting new things as much. And we talked about that a little bit. We talked about how, in my opinion, some of the directions with Apple really encourage a simplification of what you do. I just don't feel very ambitious about Apple stuff a lot of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got Twitterific. Twitterific? How about that? Yeah, the new Twitterific just came out. I just bought it on the Mac. Oh, really? 
Uh-huh. I'm mostly a Tweetbot man. I like I like Twitter. I'm one of those one of the, like four people that actually likes the Twitter app on iOS. I know that makes me an animal, but uh, Twitterific is like it's right up a lot of people's alley, and I'm super glad it got made because I know it scratches a lot of people's. Itch. What do you use as a primary uh, Twitter machine? Tweet, uh, tweetbot. 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 Yeah, I don't uh, – I tried for a while because what I actually did is I found that I was using Twitter too much. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to pull a John Roderick and completely withdraw from Twitter, but I wanted to use it less. And I realized that the website, the Twitter website, is such an awful, painful experience to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not ideal. I, I got rid of the uh, Tweetbot app. And was said, okay, fine. If I'm going to use Twitter, I'm going to force myself to use it on the website. And I found that that worked. I used it much, much, much less. <laughs> That's funny. But I I've have since like I've that. since gone back to using Tweetbot. And, well, just uh, as a shout out and a callback, that is an example of what I would call infrastructural change. Like you know, it's it's along the lines of like if you want to lose weight, don't buy potato chips. Right. In that case, you know, or like wasn't there a time when you wanted your kids to ride a bike to be able to watch TV? Wasn't that a thing you did? Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing that with chores right now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We're trying a thing with uh, starting out very modest, very modest goals. Have we talked about this? No. People hate the kid stuff, but we're doing no, a thing I, where I they, put. They, a, they don't hate that. Well, we've got these cat butt magnets. We got these magnets that are cat butts, and so what I did was I put I made a little uh, uh, chart of my own design, which is seven circles, and then it says uh, seven day chore chart or something like that. Okay. And if she makes it to bedtime, this I know this is modest. If she's t- taken all food items and garbage items out of the lounge, uh, and she has successfully plugged in any iOS devices, she gets to put a cat butt on there. She gets seven of those, and she gets some allowance money. At the end oh, of nice! But you got it. You if you don't do a day, you miss a day. It's not until you get all the butts up there that you actually oh, get the dough. Right. Initially, it was going to be you had to start the whole week over, but I thought that was kind of draconian. No, I think that's what you. Sh- I was going to say if if she misses a day. That's start it. Over. Yeah, you got to start over. She's out. It's like shoots and ladders. Yes. Mm-hmm. I should do that. I I should be harder on her. Yeah, you're too way too easy. You're spoiling. I think her. I'm not withholding enough because I want to be loved. I tend to do things that will make me, you know, be loved. And it's just she's eating stuff she finds on the street, and I'm like, good job, honey. You're a forager. No, that's not true. Um, they went to Apple Country yesterday. The ladies went to Apple Country. Came back with an apple pie. If you're going to have a cheap the, food, uh, a the, recently the, the made... The retina one or the regular one? Yeah, the full-on retina. It's uh-huh. a five, 5K apple pie. <laughs> that's stupid. God, that's stupid. I just... No, it's just, not. It's really funny. Is over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when do you want to start the show? Anytime. Anytime now. Yeah. Hey, it's been a... Um, so, yeah, cat butts. And um, so anyway, that was uh, Mac Power Users, and you can go listen to that. Like I say, I'm not as interesting as I used to be, but you know, I used to talk about naming text files and really nerdy stuff. But uh, talked about some of the voice stuff. I'm telling you, man, using a keyboard on an iPad, it's so good, it's so much better than it used to be. Just that one little trick of being able to spotlight, hit enter, and it auto selects—it's huge. Are you seeing? You are. Are you on iOS 11? Yeah. Are you seeing the battery problems many people are seeing? I mean, I feel like the battery life is less. Uh, it's sure, it's it, but it's not it's as bad meme. as what other people. I've heard people who are saying, "Oh, I, you know, I used to at the end of the day, I'd be at seventy five percent. Now I'm at twenty percent. It hasn't been that bad for me, I but it definitely either. goes faster." I wonder if it's because we don't commute as much. 
And I know you do commute or you drive to a place. It's a very to short kids. commute though. But you know what I mean? But like, I, I can tell you that like when I'm traveling, like it's fully charged 100% when I leave a hotel room. And by the time I get on a plane at like 930, I'm at like 50% or less. Because I, you know, I think it's really chugging on lots of, you know, I trying agree. to find connections. I don't know. I, I do, maybe it's a cognitive error on my part, but I do feel like I'm getting less than I used to, mm-hmm. but I couldn't, I couldn't put a clock on it. I thought you know, about running Geekbench, but that just seems like a waste of battery. I'm yeah, not sure what yeah. I get out of like, What would you really learn? Yeah, what would I do differently after learning that this is, you know, whereas <laughs> fruit juice, I, I know I don't need fruit juice on my laptop, but I do like it. Fruit juice. Fruit juice. What is that? Fruit juice monitors. There are other apps like this. Don't email me. Uh, fruit juice monitors various things about your battery. Oh, I've used coconut battery. Is it coconut. the same same idea or something? Coconuts and fruits. Yeah, different. I'm sure it's a very similar thing. I only run it on my laptop. But yeah, so basically it does stuff like really simple stuff like says, hey, here's how old your battery is. Here's how old your Mac is. And then it has somehow it's got this notion of how much battery life you should have if you have if you're rated at like a thousand charges. Right. I think it's pretty typical. It's able to say like, okay, you know, you're this far into your battery life. I, I actually do monitor that for the first time in my entire Mac usage. I, I'm trying to really make this one last. Mm-hmm. And if something is going wrong, like you've been running I don't forgive me, I'm not an engineer, but the story goes that if you run plugged in all the time, your battery gets a little bit out of wonk and needs to be like conditioned. So I don't think this is nearly as true as it used to be. I'm still a little superstitious, but it'll suggest a maintenance cycle. I haven't gotten this yet in the six or eight months I've had it, but it'll suggest, hey, run this thing all the way up to 100, run it all the way down to sleep, and then bring it back up. And Mm -hmm. it monitors how much time every day you're on battery versus plugged, unplugged. That's a lot – it sounds like a lot more than what coconut battery offers. But it also – it costs – I'm looking at it here. It's 10 bucks. Well, I, it's like that's sleep, not expensive. It's, it's something I've turned into a video game a little bit, um, where I'm going to see how much I could just knowing that my MacBook Air was so dead, dead, dead mm. by the time it kind of gave up the ghost. This time, I'm really trying to like run it really far down before I plug it in, just because I figure like each time I, I used to think of plugging it in as a like uh, fairly limitless resource. But when mm-hmm. you think about it in terms of, I got a thousand charges out of this thing, you think about it really differently. Right. And the interesting thing, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of the way that, that what is considered to be a battery cycle, I had this wrong. I thought of it in the very wrong way. I'll say what I used to think is I thought it was a, a cycle only happened if you drained it all the way down and that, that was a cycle, but I, that's not the case as far as I'm understanding. And that is, any if, so let's say you you have your battery fully charged and you use mm-hmm. it until it's down to 50% and then you you charge it back up and then the next day you use it until it's down to 50% again well that 50% plus 50% is now 100% that's one cycle hmm. if you use your battery for 10% and charge it back up you could do that 10 times before you've used a complete cycle and uh and and that so that's my understanding of the way that batteries cycle. And so I'm looking at my MacBook Pro here, the new one that that I got, which I've had now, is it about two weeks that I've had Mm -hmm, it? I think so, yeah. Four cycles is how much I've I've done on that. I've never- Where are you seeing that? And coconut battery. Coconut. Coconut battery, it tells you cycle count, but you can also find this stuff out by going to about this Mac. And did you know 
that if you hold option down when you click the Apple menu, instead of about this Mac, it'll become system information. So you can jump right to that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I just found that out. Um, but if uh, if you don't, you can go to system report and then you scroll down to, it says power uh, under the hardware section. And then it'll tell you under health information for your battery, it'll say how many cycles it has uh, and what condition it's in. But hmm. coconut battery, and, and I imagine the one that you're talking about, shares a bunch more information than that. But that's So I've been testing it, and in fact, that does corroborate the theory that I had. And so every time that you're using your laptop unplugged, you're pulling from a cycle but the amount of time that it's unplugged and what percentage you use is what determines how far on that cycle you go. So if you take it down to 20% left, you've used 80% of a cycle uh, and you don't use the rest of it until you unplug it and use that other 20%. Now you're on the, the next cycle. Okay. Wow. I did not know any of that. If I'm wrong, uh, listeners can share it, but I'm pretty sure that I read this on the Apple site. So I'm going to... I have an idea for a theme episode. Yeah? Do we get to dress up? Mm-hmm. It's going to be Apple Cosplay. <gasps> Ooh. I'm going to be Johnny Ive. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to refuse to appear. Just sit in a white room. Yeah, here it is. I got it. It's a, a support document on Apple determining battery cycle count for Mac notebooks. And, uh, put, it, it, put it in notes. I just did. It's It'll be in there. Dan, where would people find show notes for episode 345 of your Back to Work program? 5by5.tv slash B as in brothers, 2 as in the number, W as in women, slash 345. Three, That's four, a good number. Five. Three, four, five. Oh, that feels good. We need to post it at 3.45 p.m. Mm, way I'll, of future. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, now I got to wa- watch it again. I know. You know what I am watching? You know what I am watching? Again? Uh, the, 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 the sinning. The killing. Oh, the sinner was great. No, the no, sinner. I'm not watching that again. Um, Heat. You seen the movie oh, Heat? Oh, yeah. Todd and you were talking about that, Yeah, right? he's such a bright guy. Oh, God. He's... I love Todd. Jealous you got to hang with him. Oh, he's a nice guy. You should go visit him at the place. It's really nice. You get to see Yoda. Uh, Here's the theme. Will he voice Yoda? He (laughs) has a predator impersonation. (laughs) He has a predator impersonation he's improbably proud of. The predator, like... He makes Arnold a clicking noise. Does yeah, he, he really? insists that it's really good. And Todd is always sandbagging about how he's not good at things. That's kind of his, how he rolls. Yeah. Even though he makes Star Wars. How boring but, is uh, that though? After like the tenth time? Oh, oh God, I, he's constantly. I really it don't out. know what I'm doing. Also, oh. I just made Star Wars. Oh, you know that uh, that scene with the Tie Fighter over the Sun things? Yeah, that was me. Whatever. It really <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I could have uh, done better. Look at these flaws. Uh, look at me, I'm Todd. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Eh. Predator. Yeah, he's constantly whipping it out. He's like Milton Berle at a urinal. La la la. He was teaching me about the 180 degree line. Uh, oh, you you can't unsee that. That's when mm. you know you're watching a bad movie. Oh God, I watched 300 last night. What a terrible movie. I forgot how terrible that movie is. But you're getting me off my topic. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm Todd. Um, <laughs> the series that I want to do because this is a topic where I'm constantly trying to like keep from repeating myself and failing and then repeating about how I say I don't want to repeat myself I want to do a theme episode at some point Okay, it's going to be called Things You Already Know Unless You Don't Already Know Them okay okay yes I'm in got, all in and I got, I'm going to give you three right here that we've talked about on here but there's whenever I get anywhere near certain topics I feel this little urge of like 
you're going to be really annoying and you're going to tell people about this thing almost everybody knows about. But mm. every time you tell people about this, somebody will tell you they have, can't believe that they didn't know that this existed. Right? Right. We could call it uh, Flintstones Day. <clears throat> okay, I got three that we've talked about on here. You ready? This, this is not the show. This oh. is for the other show. But, but three right. that I constantly always feel like I need to mention. Well, you just brought up one of them. So the really boring one that we always feel the need to mention is that when you back up your iOS device to your Mac, make sure to do it as an encrypted backup. Right. So a lot of people, maybe they know that. Maybe they don't know that. Maybe they don't understand what that means. Maybe they don't understand that that basically freezes. It's like a little pocket universe uh, for, for your Gallifrey. Like it, it puts it into the, uh, the, the Time Lord cube and everything is in there where you had it with your settings, by and large with all of your passwords. That's one we always mention, right? That's a good one. I always Very good backups. One. Another one a lot of people don't know about, try option clicking all of the things. Because here's one, I've talked to people who have used a Mac and have even done audio on a Mac for years and don't know this. And I know you do. Hit option, click on the speaker in the menu bar. And that changes your input. Right. So many people do not know that. That's a lovely, lovely tip. I use it twice a day. Do you need to hit, twice do you a day? need to hold down option anymore? Doesn't it just show up there? Well, it lets you do your output and input. And methods. input, input as well. Correct. Look at that. Yep. Yeah. So try option clicking all the things because like you just said, so, so me, uh, I'm sitting here like an idiot. Like I've been using this thing for a while. I didn't know about option clicking on the Apple to get right to system information. This also goes for lots of other things. If you're ever in a menu, like where's a normal menu app? I don't have many of these anymore. Um, oh, this is a bad example. But try when you're in any of the pull-down menus, try hitting option, uh, and you'll get lots of options, including stuff like save as. In like standard macOS apps that don't appear to have a save as, if you hit option, you'll get a save as option a lot of times. So try option clicking or option selecting things, and you'll frequently be amazed by what you get. It's a fun little exercise. Um, Third one, third thing you already know, unless you don't already know it. I feel like I need to mention this every time. Settings in iOS now is searchable. It has been for a little while, but there are I still see see people who pull up settings and click four, five, six levels down to get to something. All you got to do, you open up settings, you just pull down a little bit on that little left column or the main column if you're on a phone, and you can search all the settings. Isn't that a great thing? Searchable settings. People don't know this. No, it's a good one. So I'm going to start collecting these. We'll have an episode called Things You Already... No, unless you don't already know them, a.k.a. every day somebody's born who's never seen the Flintstones. Let's do it. And we just knock them out one by one. We don't even need a reason. That's true. We do the same thing to the, uh, the yeah, listeners. Yeah, the gophers. The, um, what was funny that somebody posted the other day? Oh, yeah, when uh, the Republican candidate was golfing. and somebody, There were so many good Caddyshack jokes. Uh, I have a couple... Small topics and recommendations. Would you like to tell me about something that you like? I sure can. I can tell you about ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter! You, you know, there's not a lot of people, I think, Peter, who Are you hiring right now? Are you hiring? Are you hiring? Are you hiring? It is very hard to find great talent mm. and find people that are going to be a good match for the company that, uh, that, that you're involved with, that you're part of. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You... You don't have a million years. When you want to hire someone, you want to find that person. It costs companies a lot of money and a lot of time. 
to find somebody who's really good. You've got this huge stack of resumes. You got to go through them. You know, you know, it, wouldn't it be nice if there was a tool, a smart tool, something that mm-hmm. was streamlined, something that would make hiring easier and less time consuming so that even if you're busy, you could still be really smart about the way that you hire. That's what ZipRecruiter does. ZipRecruiter is very different. A lot of people are familiar with like a regular job board. Uh, but that's not what ZipRecruiter is. With ZipRecruiter, you post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and you do it all with just one click so that you know that the job posting that you're putting out there is going to be seen by the right people, the right candidates. And they use their smart matching technology to actively notify qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting it. You're going to get the best possible matches, and you're going to get them really quickly. The, they find the candidates for you. And then they have a beautiful interface that makes it super easy for you to see the people that are coming in and say yes or no. You can make notes on it. You can do all of this stuff. And they handle all the feedback. They handle all the interaction with the people. If you hire someone, they let the other people off the hook. I mean, they do everything start to finish. It lets you do it all in one place. And uh, it's, it's a really wonderful, wonderful application. So right now, if they use a special URL, ziprecruiter.com slash back to work they are going to be able to post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's a special deal. ZipRecruiter.com slash back to work. Go check it out. If you're hiring big company, small company, it doesn't matter. Go check out ZipRecruiter. They're going to save you a ton of time and make everything much less painful. ZipRecruiter, much less painful. I'm thinking about people who have been, um, I can imagine a scenario where there are people who have been putting off considering hiring just because of what a hassle, what a costly hassle it can be. This would be a great oh, yeah. opportunity to, to, you know, throw your hat into the uh, tarp. You know what I'm saying? You go to ZipRecruiter.com. Yeah. Well, like, give, the full, give, give the fully, uh, full, fully uh, Z- zip, uh, qualified URL again. ZipRecruiter.com slash back to work. Back to work. <sighs> Our thanks to ZipRecruiter. Buck, buck. <clears throat> I need to sleep. Oh, I woke up last night. Couldn't get back to sleep. What time? Well, my Fitbit is atrocious today. Oh, so bad. I was up for like an hour last night. What time were you awake? I was awake around three. I get congested, and now the air quality is very poor here. Well, there's all that smoke. Do you smell the smoke? Oh, I, do you smell the smoke? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I got a couple. How about a couple uh, easy ones? A couple easy recommendations. All right. And then I want to talk a little bit about this iOS spoofing thing, if you don't mind. Yeah. Two quickies. Uh, I think I mentioned this in passing here or somewhere else. I don't remember. Okay. So here's, 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 I got, I, I got beef. I got beef because of all these dingling Mac sites, Apple sites, where every time some new thing is released, they have some dumb boilerplate. Oh, iOS 11.002 is now available for beep, 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 beep. And that's pretty much all they say. And then they say a bunch of, well, it was announced that it'll do this and this and this. And you go to Google for that. There's nothing out there to actually tell you what is new, what is different, because that's work. That's hard work to do. So while I am absolutely not a follower of the Dingling Apple sites, there is one YouTube channel that I think does this very well. I use them for this one thing. I can't endorse everything that they do. They shoot iPhones with bullets and things like that and see how they bend and <laughs> right. they do all that dingling clickbait stuff. But one thing, everything Apple Pro, one thing that they do that I treasure is anytime there's pretty much any update, even like a, a, a sub dot update on iOS, 
This guy gets in there, holds a phone in each of his two hands and shows you all of the most insanely detailed, nobody could ever care changes. But he does it very quickly. He explains it all. And he'll show you even like the the bounce behavior is different here. They've changed this. This no longer overlaps here. All this stuff that I would never notice in a million years. So I would just recommend it's in show notes. Check out everything Apple Pro. I do not endorse everything they have on there. But if you're interested in seeing, you know, if you're on the beta cycle developer or public uh, and you want to know what's different, you might want to go and look over this stuff because it, you know, there's a lot of times where you maybe don't want to get on a beta or don't want to do an update until you know what breaks and what what it fixes. And it's a good way to find out. If there's little stuff that drives you crazy, like they, they notice stuff like this font is now very slightly more bold here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I don't endorse everything they have, but I love stuff like that. And I, it has been a great resource for me amidst all of the ridiculous noise of something, something new release. Everything Apple Pro. Page two. <clears throat> my other recommendation is a YouTube channel that is going to seem super obvious, but it's something my daughter and I have gotten really into. So you know those dingling TED Talks where people get out and they carry a candle and hold a balloon and talk about turns out. There's a really good channel called TED Ed. Have you ever seen TED Ed? Yes, I have heard of TED Ed. I think, um, I think Brian Brushwood, a uh, friend of mine, just, just did something on TED Ed. They're all animations. They're very well done. Uh, they're usually pretty short. But they, you know, they, if you like stuff like CGP Grey, if you like stuff like certain Vox videos, uh, both of which I love, I love both of those channels, uh, check out TED Ed. Um, there's so much good stuff in here. And one of their specialties, specialities, as you say, is <laughs> riddles. They'll do these, like, these classic riddles, and you get to, like, figure out if you can do the riddle. I don't do them because I can never figure them out. But, um, we watched a really good one last night about, like, uh, unknowable things about the universe that was really, really good. Oh, the words that are the word in the English language that is most difficult to translate. What Would is it? Let me tell you what yes, it is. Can please. I spoil it for yeah, you? Spoil you it immediately. You. You? Mm-hmm. Like E U E the sheep? Sure. <laughs> I love you. Uh the <laughs> it's very difficult because in other languages you can mean so many different things. English does not accommodate, in standard English, setting aside things like y'all, English does not really accommodate things like status, like tu versus usted in right, Spanish. Sure. It doesn't accommodate like uh, nosotros. It doesn't accommodate like, you know, number. Um, gender sometimes matters in some of these things. And it's a very interesting video. Three minutes, 48 seconds. Very good video. So check out Ted Ed. If you want stuff to watch with your kids after bath and before bed, this is a good one to sneak in, I hear no, we're not going to watch a 25-minute life hack video. No. That was me impersonating myself. You don't need to listen to that. At, at 7.05 p.m. every night. I need to sleep. Um, now i got to go I, watch it again. I was free of it, and now I'm dragged back yeah. in. I was talking about the Wrens with my Dubai Friday co-hosts yesterday, and like all it took was me talking about the Wrens to have me go and just go listen to the album again. It's so weird. It's weird. I'm so suggestible. The Wrens. The Wrens. Is that where you go You go down under the water really deep and you come back mm-hmm. up too quick? Yeah, yeah. Leave me high, leave me dry. Take plastic trees. <laughs> I might have gotten that pull wrong. I think that's the Benz. Okay. <laughs> I got to be careful because my Tom York can be pretty close to my Chris Martin, which uh-huh. is just a, that's a tragedy. You. It was all yellow. Uh, 
I got a bee in my bonnet. We're yeah. both a little bit full of beans today, aren't we? Yeah, I like it. A little bit beanie? Yeah. Uh, something that has been bugging me. This has been a topic on the Reconcilable Differences program that I do with John Sirkisa. We have talked about this numerous times. Um, in a frustrated but like, oh, is this really a bad thing other than being an annoyance way? Don't you kind of hate it? When seemingly, seemingly out of nowhere, not because of an iOS update, not because of any change, not because your phone's been off for 48 hours, you're just using your phone like a person, like you have been for days, and you suddenly get a pop-up, and it says, you need to log in to this or that iCloud account. Right. Why? I didn't unlog from it? What caused that to happen? Yeah. What caused it? Well, and my feeling up until... I guess especially reading this article, but really, you know, up until in the last little while, it's, my feeling has been like, boy, that is really annoying and potentially exploitable. The annoying part is you want me to log in where for what? And the example we give on, at least I gave on Rectifs was like, okay, like what if you were just using Gmail on the web? Right. You know, what if you were just looking, looking at some Google, you were looking, looking in uh, docs or sheets and it suddenly wanted you to log back in? Like you're in the middle of like editing a cell in Sheets and you get a pop-up that says, please enter your password for Google. Right. Wouldn't that seem really weird? Especially I, I if you would appear find to already be, still be logged in. And it would be nerve-wracking. Right, because your thought is, okay, and like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pick my mouth words carefully, but like I need to reauthenticate what, where, for what reason. Okay, so for example, I use different accounts for my media stuff and my data stuff. Right. And I can see that. It'll usually pop up sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't, but it usually gives you the email address it wants you to... Pro- so it pops up and says, hey, uh, you need to reauthenticate. Now, most people have one of those, so it must be even more perplexing. But you get your pop-up for your all-important iCloud account and says, hey, you got to log back in. And you're like, okay, is that because of Game Center? Is that because of iCloud settings syncing? Is that because my keyboard shortcuts are finally going to be updated? Or why? Do you know what I mean? It's I find that to be a pretty anxious enterprise when that pops up. And to be honest with you, I don't, I can't enter it in because my password is in 1Password. So I'd have to go to 1Password. I got to dismiss it. I go to 1Password and now I don't even know where it wanted me to go for that, right? You follow me? Is it iTunes Store? Right. Is it like my, my canonical big account? Like what does it want me to log into? And up till now, I have regarded that as an annoyance that's potentially kind of dangerous because it gets you in the habit of being like a user of another platform, let's say, who is just used to having to enter your password all the time for stuff because something, something security. Mm-hmm. So has that been annoyance for you in the past? Yeah, and it's it, it is a puzzle. It comes and goes, right? It does. Doesn't it kind of come and go? You know, I get the whole thing where like if you don't if you don't unlock your phone, it'll for a certain period of time, or if it's turned off or something, where it'll require you to enter your password before it lets you do sure. Touch ID. That makes sense to me. I get that, uh, but the there are I think there are actually like according to Hoyle, you can go look it up rules for that. I think at the very least, if you haven't unlocked in forty eight hours. It does it, and then I think it's something like every seven days you have to reauthenticate anyway. Mm-hmm. But that, that's totally that's totally normal, and that is different from an online account. That is the password for your iPad. I don't know of any other way right now that you could throw up a spoof for that because you'd already you'd have to unlock it to unlock it. Like how? But on the other hand, when you get these pop ups for you ever gotten this one? You ever gotten? Uh, you need to re you know uh, Dan Dan uh, Benjamin at iCloud.com. Please enter your password. 
and you enter your known good password mm-hmm. and it pops right back up. Yep. That's a, see, you, that to me makes me feel like I'm being hacked. It does, and it makes me feel like maybe it's just too much PayPal in the past. It makes me feel like I'm putting my hand right near the dragon's mouth. Because I know that, <laughs> that there are consequences to getting a password wrong. So wait a minute. Now, how do I – I know this sounds really inside baseball, but is that something where a whole bunch of things in iCloud weather went wrong, and I'm actually reauthenticating for different things, or am I getting that wrong? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you it know what? It doesn't say your password is wrong. It just – Pops it right back up. I had a stupid thing on uh, on Apple TV happen over the weekend where my kids, Dad, Apple TV's broken again. It's broken, which basically means iTunes has signed out. Yeah. And, you know, I I start out, you know, because this is one of the older ones with the, with the silver remote, and I'm just entering the password with the silver remote. I'm like, fine, it's only going to have to, I only have to do it once. It's not even worth doing anything else. So I go through and do that, and then it tells me that it's wrong. I'm like, but you know what? I know it's not wrong. It's not wrong. And so then finally I get uh, get my phone out and I connect to the Apple TV. And now I can type it on the phone keyboard and type it again. Still wrong. I'm like, But I know it's not oh, wrong. God, that gives me the shakes. You know, but then I'm like, what well, does this mean that the now, now my account's been hacked and they've changed the password and I'm locked out of everything. I'm like, well, no. But the way around that, I finally went and uh, and manually, even though I was apparently signed out anyway, I went into system preferences on the, on the Apple TV and just signed out and signed back in. And then it worked little things like that though. You kind of want to know why, like if, if you need oh, me to enter yes. my password, I'm okay, but just give me the real reason as to why I'm doing well, it. Did, did you ever use little snitch? Yes. Back in the day. Absolutely. Little snitch was a really cool app that would monitor and alert you to incoming or outgoing connections on your computer. And the reason I mentioned it here was you know, the first day you install Little Snitch is, is crazy because it's just popping up constantly. Yes. But what it's, what it's doing is saying, hey, this is a connection I've never seen before. This app is asking to do this thing with this thing. And what I loved about that was the level of detail. So I'm, I'm going to get to the reason for this in all of this talk in a second. But I just want to first stipulate that I think it is a known frustration and worrisome thing mm-hmm. to have these things pop up, especially when you don't know what it's for. It's not like you can just click on it and go to, I don't think you can just click somewhere and take it, go to where it wants you to log in. I don't think so. Okay, so. And we, we have link? all been trained, especially if we have any kind of windows in our, in our life, in our history. Yeah. We've been trained not to just enter our password into an errant dialog box. You know what I mean? Right. Like, sure. We're, we know not to do that. And yet, uh, now we're doing that. Did you see, so look in notes, and you see the link to iOS privacy? Looking right now. This is Felix Krause on his site. This is a widely circulated link today. Uh, Felix Krause at KrauseFX.com. All right. Have a look look at that. Looking at that right now. Oh, yeah, see? That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. So It looks the same. He did a a proof of concept, and I don't know the technical details, um, but basically he did a proof of concept to see if he could emulate that box. He was able to do it. He's got the code. He's been able to do it. I hate, I and hate s- that. Well, he says one thing here the, the, I mean, this is a very good article. Um, and I'm really, I really hope this gets people's attention, uh, in Cupertino cause this is, this is bad. Um, but he says, here's the number one thing under the head. How, how can you protect yourself? Well, you should probably have a question mark. Um, this is great. He says, hit the home button and see if the app quits. And if you're like me, you've done this a lot. You know that. So I get a pop-up. You know what the worst dread is? The worst dread is when I wake up in the morning, I, I pick up my phone, and it says at the very top notification, you need to enter your password for thus and such account. 
And so I know exactly what's going to happen. I know that I'm going to open it, and before I have a chance to go into 1Password and get the password, I'm going to get a pop-up that's not dismissible. Mm -hmm. That's because those notifications are in a deeper part of the stack than the UI. So in other words, it's one of those, like back in the days on Mac, when you wouldn't be able to dismiss a dialog box or command tab out of it. Like, you had to deal with it. It was undismissable. That's what these are. So basically, um, I mean, at this point, hopefully today, there's a very good chance that if you have one of these sign-in boxes pop up and you hit the home button, God willing, it won't, it won't go anywhere. You have to cancel. You have to dismiss. If you are able, according to this article, if you are able to hit the home button and it dismisses it, that means that was not an Apple message. Mm. Okay, so how many people are going to go read this article and gird their loins? Nobody. You know what I mean? Nobody, relatively speaking. You know, I mean... I don't know. I just I I wish they'd get on this. I, I hate the name and password system so much. It's and the hacks on top of it, the two factors and all that stuff. It's good. It's better, but like you know, just tease. You know, earn. You've got that reputation, guys. Like keep earning it. You know what I mean? Isn't this worrisome? Well, it is, especially looking at these screenshots. Which I mean, that's legit to me. Like I wouldn't yep. question that if I saw that. Hmm. So if you are like a tech person, you can go do your own due diligence. I know this is not apparently an in the wild thing. He's not releasing the, I think he's not releasing like the really bad part of the code, but I think he very, it is a sort of Damocles where he's saying, Hey, you guys, you need to fix this or, you know, right. Or other people will, will do the wrong thing. Yeah. 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 And that, sometimes that's apparently, you know, what it takes, but so thank you to Felix Krause for uh, making this monstrosity and uh, giving us a reason to uh, be worried. Honestly, right? I mean, this yeah. is a good thing. Yep. Um, well, that was sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Got some listener feedback. Dan, we should, we should talk about the Microsoft Surface. Sure, let's talk about it. I mean, it's your email, but I, you can I'm, imagine. I'm talking to her later today. Well, we get a fair amount of email, and I was pretty excited to see this one pop up. And we have, have a lot of fans of the show who reach out to us because they have a product, but I think we're, we're really playing at a different level now. Yeah. Do you want to read the email? Do you have it? I don't have it uh, handy anymore. I do. It's a listener name withheld uh, writing to us about Synergy. Right. I work with Microsoft's Surface team, and we are doing work specifically around the modern workplace and productivity. Here's the part that just made my heart sore. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> I've, I've been tracking your podcast. Tracking. Back to work. Tracking. She's been tracking our podcast. He or she. Back to work. I've been tracking your podcast back to work and think there are synergies in our message and yours. Right. There's no punctuation in that sentence. None needed. I've been tracking your podcast back to work and think there are synergies in our message and yours. Would love to find a time next week to set up an intro call and discuss how we may be able to work together this year. Let me know if there's a day and time in the coming weeks that works for your schedule. I thought you wanted to do it next week. Hmm. And the coming weeks that works for your schedule, we'll get a quick call on the books. Dan, have you booked a call with a listener name withheld? Yes, we were supposed to speak yesterday. However, Mm -hmm. uh, they had to cancel. Something came up. They had to oh, cancel no. uh, almost last minute, too. That's the nature of synergy, though. Right? I know, I know, I know. And, uh, and Sometimes so, one, plus one, is, one plus one equals reschedule. I know. So it mm-hmm. is rescheduled uh, for about an hour after we are done recording today. So I'm looking forward to uh, 
just speaking to them about it and seeing what comes of it. And, well, the thing uh, is, I mean, obviously, we can really help with their brand and what they're working on vis-a-vis sure. modern workplace and productivity. Sure. But I would love for you to drill down a little. As somebody who has been tracking the, pro- the, the podcast, Back to Work, I would love to hear what, what some of those synergies are. I mean, if it comes up. I know this is mainly going to be about uh, dollar signs and spreadsheets. But, you know, what does the Surface brand love about our show they've been tracking? Well, that's going to be my first question. That's the first thing that I'm going to be asking. I am very, very curious about yeah. that. Um, I'm trying to see if I can get a free surface out of it. Okay. You know, you know I mean, I know I don't need to tell you this. You're a pro. Um, really, deals are your art. Mm. But um, don't try. Don't be too needy. Just be like, hey, whatever. Yeah, synergy. Right. right. Like you don't, I don't. You, really, don't want, you don't want to be fishing for compliments, like Todd. Like I don't want it. Like I don't really want it. It's whatever. I, I want to. Yeah. Like if you want to send me one, like I'll use it. Whatever. But. You gotta be like George. You gotta be wait. Just walk away. Right. Just I'll leave this deal. <laughs> Shows right. about nothing. That's right. Man, I'm glad you got it on the books. Though, no, it's on call. the books. It's on. It's I on think the books. It's gonna be a quick call. People who are gonna be on it on the call. What do you? I mean, I don't want to get. I don't want to get get, get, get get fall over my skis. But what, what do you imagine this is gonna mean vis a vis the back to work podcast she's been tracking? I what do you have, think we're gonna be doing differently? I think I think they're gonna ask if we uh, are. Microsoft Surface users, and I'm. Okay. I will say that we're not. And but we, can't, uh, but we can't wait to be. But we can't wait to be, and because of rea- modern workplace and productivity. Well, and here's the thing: I love my. Uh, well, love is a strong word. I mm. I like my iPhone. I think it's the best. The best phone around. Best phone you've tried. Best phone I've tried, mm-hmm. and I also really like Mac OS. Best operating system I've tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am, I could, I could see having a tablet device that didn't run iOS. I could see that in my, in my universe. I'd be willing to try it. Maybe I would even like it. I don't simply see that in my universe. I can't unsee a universe (laughs) where I have a literal curtain of Microsoft's surface across my entire wall, like a Mazamandius. Right, and right. I'm going to be interacting with all of the Surface Eye using whatever you do to interact with it. We'll be recording the show, streaming live onto Surface Nation, right? And like in any variety if, of ways. If I they think said this, they wanted to send you a Surface to use it, would you use it? Dan, 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 I'll take as many Surfaces as they want to send me. Right, I'll tell them that. Yeah. If they say we'd like to send you one, I'll say just one. You don't change a paradigm with half steps, right? When you're talking about synergy. Like you're talking about, like it's the tech tech equivalent of a drug overdose. Right. You need to eat a lot of aspirin to affect change vis-a-vis tech. So what I'm <laughs> saying is, send me all of the surface. I want a crate of surfaces. I want I want to exchange my couch for a pile of surfaces. Right. I Got want it. to be fully in on the surface lifestyle. Got it. So it's on the books, though. Quick call. Yeah, today happening okay. today. Good, and you'll let us know next week how that went? Uh, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. I'm trying to see if they'll send me to Seattle to talk more. Redmond. Redmond, right. I think, yeah, that's one of those ones you want to get right. It's like an Inglorious Bastards type situation where you don't want to, make, you want to start counting on your thumb. Make sure you know the lingo. Uh-huh. Drop words like Paul Allen, John Roderick, throwing fish. Right, the fish market. Right? Yeah. Fish market, you star, star, Starbucks. Well, I've never been to Seattle. Synergy. They don't need to know that, Dan. 
we're talking about big surface here. Like they're, they're coming at this. They're talking to a lot of people and you want to pop in that audience. Well, people look at us and they go, that's our guys right there. And they're, they're going to build a freaking couch out of surface. Eye. Right. <sighs> I hope it goes well, man. Thoughts Thank and you. prayers. No, I'm, I'm feeling really good about it. I can't wait to be yeah. on it. I can't wait to do yeah. it. Good for her. My goal is her, we're going to come back. I'm going to come back. I'm going to text you right after and be like, yeah, surface is on its way to you. I'm in. Um, do you think there are, is there a chance that there are other brands that are tracking us at this point? Is there something where we should be, should we be throwing out a signal that we're open to brand engagement uh, vis-a-vis tracking? I thought, I mean, for me, that's an odd, we're obviously we are, that's obvious. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of really on brand matches for us. Yeah. It's probably just a matter of time. A lot of, uh, a lot of, we're open to guests and, and everything too. If they want to mm-hmm. come on, maybe what they want, maybe they want to be a guest on the show in order to send us a surface that, <gasps> you know, they want to be guests. Oh, that would be good. Maybe they could, they could fly us to Redmond and we could all do it in a room together with Microsoft. Surface. That would be fun. <sighs> That's the thing about synergy, man. You know, it's like shoots and ladders. You know, you start here, but you don't know where it's going to end. Nope. Sometimes it shoots. Sometimes it's just ladders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hakuna Matata. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yes. I mean, is there anything you want me to ask them? Dude, I'm going to stay out of this. I just want you to be in the zone. All just right. like bring your A game 100%, two eyes on them. I just want you in that room got mentally, it. Got it. psychically, synergistically with them. You got it. I'm there. Listener Daniel writes in with a poser of a question. I know this is not up your alley, but it gives me a chance to pitch a little bit. Listener Daniel uh, wrote a very long email that was very interesting. Uh, talking about HomeKit and iOS 11 and talking about having hue lights and wanting them to do things and struggling to get them to do the things that you want. Uh, I want my lights to turn on at sunset only if I'm home. That's all caps. This seems like it should be easy. The new Home app on iOS does now have the option to add only if I'm at home, but it's not working for me. When I add that condition to a lights automation in the app, it doesn't run. Uh, he speculates, my suspicion is that it thinks I'm not quote unquote home. I live in an apartment building, corner of Dingle and Dingle. When I'm sitting in my apartment, if I pull up maps to see my location, a little blue dot usually has me standing on the side street. Um, why is HomeKit only using GPS to check if I'm home? I do not know much about this. I have suffered from uh, many uh, little paper cuts, as Brady likes to say. I have many little paper cuts about locations role in Internet of Things things. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out uh, this morning to friend of the show, Dan Morin, uh, to ask him because he's the guy I know that knows the most about these things. And he had a couple useful suggestions. One that I think listener Daniel has probably already tried is that in the latest version of the Home app, there is a way, I think, to cue on both being at home and it being sunset. I'm not sure, but he sent a screenshot that indicates that's in there. I haven't tried it myself yet because I didn't want the lights turning on and off while my wife's at home. Um, but that's, that's one way. But even then, that doesn't, may not get at the problem he's describing. And I feel like one of the problems, there's, there's two general problems I feel like with location in these things that I, at least I struggle with. Um, one of them is that sometimes location is not location, that sometimes it gets confused. If it's using your iPhone in particular, or if it's using your iOS device, I should say, it sometimes gets confused about really exactly where you are. Maybe there's some kind of weird signal drift, but that can cause things to fire off when they shouldn't be firing off. 
Like, how good is uh, it? Is it down? To, you're talking about down to the foot or down to the mile? You're generally good. I feel like down to the block, but sometimes that's not enough. Yeah. Be- I mean, for here's an obvious reason. Well, if for whatever reason the weather, the electronic weather, makes your device think that you just went across the street, well, does that mean all the lights shut off? Like that's no good. You don't want that. So, I mean, that, that's one problem is that I think that part of it is flaky. There's another part of this, though, that I think is worth exploring for the future, which is that most things like IFTTT, you know, just a whole bunch of trigger-ish services or apps um, are pretty good when the location is right, are pretty mm-hmm. good at I am arriving somewhere or I am leaving somewhere. Mm. But even that is pretty imperfect. Like if I set a reminder to fill out a permission slip for my daughter when we arrive at home at 3.30 p.m., the problem is for me, one problem is that, that because of the perimeter size, even at the smallest perimeter size, that fires off before I'm at the house, I kind of lose that one, right? So that can happen with OmniFocus. That's not any of the app's fault. That's just a problem with proximity. But the other problem is that there's a difference between leaving, arriving, and just being somewhere. And this is the part I find perplexing. Do you follow what I'm saying? Like, I I get the idea of saying, if I arrive at my house after sunset, or you could say when, but if I arrive at my house after sunset from being somewhere else, turn on these lights. Mm -hmm. That makes lots of sense on, on the face of it. Of course, should that conditionally change if somebody's already at home? Right. I mean, it, understanding that like there's different states that a light can be in. Do you want the lights to suddenly dim and these lights turn on your garage light turns on? Like that's good for you. But what about the people who are already in there? Right. <laughs> right. And so do you need like kind of sub conditions for this? But at the heart of it, the part that's a little perplexing is why, especially HomeKit, wouldn't be better about knowing when somebody's there for obvious reasons that Google's good at, which is like, what Wi-Fi are you on? Like when my iOS device that I've identified as the one that equals equals me, like when I'm, when I'm on this Wi-Fi, that means I'm at this place. I know that's not perfect, but that seems like one factor that should help a lot. You could use more stuff with proximity sensors, but even that's a little dicey. Like you don't want your lights going out because you didn't move enough. I just feel like it's a really, a really unsolved problem that I wanted to bitch about. It always makes me think about the, um, I think it was um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where one of the characters is sitting in a room trying to listen to the radio and the radio is controlled basically by movements, gestures. And if he moves a a little too much, it changes the volume. If he moves a little too much the other way, it changes the radio station. So he has to remain completely motionless in an awkward position on the radio station that he's found. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That sounds like Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. Yeah, I have that feeling a lot because, you know, and this is even setting aside this entire stack of first world problems where like the way that I've named things and like which apps I've used to create routines, you can you can get yourself into some crazy Rube Goldberg situations where all the different workflows can end up fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Meaning like you may have stuff you've automated on HomeKit. You got some stuff you've automated in the Hue app. You got other stuff where you've done like you know me or you've done IFTTT or whatever your flavor of that is. And sometimes it's hard to know, like, why did that thing just happen? <laughs> but um, I wanted to also say then, obviously, thank you very much to Dan Morin, who also uh, gave a good link. This is in show notes. He suggested if you are in the Hue family of products, a good one to look at is 
uh, you'll see this in notes, multi-user geofencing. So they had this like sort of, um, I guess, labs or beta area. Now, this one's just a formula. It's not even in labs. Don't ever leave your loved ones in the dark when you leave the house again. With this formula, you turn on the chosen scene when one of the selected users is home and only turns the lights off when all selected users are away. I don't know if that's the answer, but you might want to, to listener Daniel, you might want to go putz around in the Philips app to look at formulas and also look at, my, at the labs because labs has some interesting stuff in it. Um, you can screw yourself up good with the lab stuff. <laughs> you, know, you can rewire stuff to like change the way that what this button means. But I would encourage uh, – first, thank you to uh, both listener Daniel and friend Dan, other Dan. Um, but check out those things. And you know, all you guys out there making this stuff, eh, can't it work better? You know, you know what I'm saying? Just make it better. Make it better. I know they're trying. I don't. The thing is with me, and I know you're not a user of this junk, but like with me, I end up using the Hue, la, Hue app rather than Home, the Home app, the HomeKit, you know, iOS app, mm-hmm. just because it's so much more responsive and so much faster. And there's lots of times where I open up the Home app and it's out of sync with what's actually on in the house, and I don't know, it does not provide a lot of confidence. But anyway, thank you to everybody for uh, participating, helping people. Yep. Oh, you know what occurs to me? You might have one more thing that you like. I do. I have RX bars. Oh, hang on. Do you have one? I got two, buddy. What are, which ones? Chocolate sea salt. Three egg whites, six almonds, four cashews, two dates, and RBS. Two of them right here. See, that's what I like about the RX bar is you know exactly what you're eating. I saw these things. I think they must have been in Whole Foods or something like that. And I started eating them and eating them. And that was long before they were a sponsor. I just love these things. My kids love these things. And they are, let me just tell you, there's people, I think, who have never tried an RX bar. Shame on them. But It, it is, is a, such a great, I mean, it's up there. Like, it might be even better than beef jerky as a, like, go-to, just keep it in your backpack. Like, you know, uh, not just a snack. Like, it really, it's like a little mini meal. It really is. I mean, and they're, they're what they call a whole food protein bar. And they're made with 100% whole, real ingredients their label on the very front tells you exactly what's in the bar Mm -hmm. they don't have any junk in there it's what makes it up and they're totally open about the whole thing it's all real stuff and they taste really really good it's all natural substantial like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a dumb bar it really feels like you're eating food yeah that's the other thing is like half the time you get these bars like what is it oh it's a protein bar what's in it i don't know well, you know what's in these, and they taste really, really good because they're real ingredients. Like it, like you said, three egg whites, two dates, six almonds, no BS. That's it. Like that's what's going to be in it. And they've got eleven different flavors, and they're gluten free, they're soy free, they're dairy free. There's no added sugar, no artificial colors, no f- artificial 12, flavors, no 12 preservatives. Twelve grams of protein. Twelve grams in this, and thing. that's what you. Then you're going to be full. You eat that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying Merlin. Mm. That you should skip meals. This is not what no. I'm trying to say here. Okay, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, could could you eat an RX bar instead of a meal? I have done it. I've done that. Some, but for well, me, when I, I get I get to the chow mein hour where it's been a title <laughs> where it's been too <laughs> what long. What is the chow mein hour? Oh, the chow mein hour is about two thirty or three. And yes. It's like, oh no, 
I totally forgot to eat. Right. This is bad. Nom, 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 nom. So I better go eat a pound of greasy noodles. Well, you know, the truth is I can eat one of these and it'll tide me over real nice until dinner time. These and a big glass of water. Like if that, that sounds joyless, but it's not. These are really, really good. I actually eat these like a person. They are literally always on my desk. Well, RX bar. I love, I love an RX bar. I took these when my son and I were going to visit Florida. This was our snack of choice for the plane. This was my breakfast several times on the trip. I mean, that's the thing. But I'm totally – I love the idea of the chow mein hour. At about 3 o'clock, 3.30 every day, that's the time when you can maybe you start to slow down or maybe you, you might not realize it. But if you ate lunch – think like, about having a big coffee, bad right, idea. Right, right. Have something like this because now you're going to get some good protein from the egg whites. You're going to get some – you know. So a little bit of carbs from the dates, the nuts are good, making a good texture. It's a fun thing. Like I really, really like these things. And uh, you can go; they have a special uh, URL. You're going to get twenty. You can order right for. I mean, you can obviously go to your like if you have like a a good grocery store. There's a good chance you'll find these things in there. But if you order them from their website, which is a great idea because they've got sampler packs and other special special things going on, you can order them and get twenty five percent off your first order. You go to rxbar.com, rxbar.com slash back to work, and the promo code back to work will get you 25% off. And I, I love these things. They, you know, they can't pay us you got to me, say You that got we me like started them. on these, but before they were a sponsor, I believe. It yeah. might have been when they were, but you got me started on these. You were like, you got to try this chocolate sea salt, and it's so good. You can get, they, I think they, yeah, here it is a sample box. It's got 12 of them in there. They got the chocolate sea salt, peanut butter, blueberry, mixed berry, peanut butter, chocolate, coconut chocolate. I mean, they got them all. There's different kinds. They got a peanut butter chocolate in there. They got all this stuff in there. And they come out with special flavors from time to time. I like these things. These are some of my favorite. The, the one I'm going to recommend, and I don't, I've never seen this in the store. I've only seen it ordering from them. The one I'm really into now is the maple sea salt. And the sea mm. salt is just... It's so good. Can you get these jackals to send some to me? Yeah. I'm paying out of my pocket like a sucker. Uh-huh. I, want, I want a variety pack. Yeah. I mean, I'll still keep doing it. I, yeah. I, I pretty much throw these into every grocery order. Yeah. If you don't have them already, I think I think they should have sent them to you already. But, uh, huh? yeah. Well, you know, mail. Mm-hmm. Um, they, or they should be coming right now. No. Wow. That would be awesome. Yeah. I was just kidding. Oh, I'm happy to pay for these. Blueberries. You can, my tell, son's, you can tell it's real. My son's favorite is the blueberry. I love a blueberry. Egg whites. Egg whites. So go check these things out. rxbar.com slash back to work. Use the code back to work and you will get 25% off your first order. I love these things. If you if you don't want to order, that's fine. Go to the store and buy some. Whatever you want to do. Go to the store. Whatever they you want to do. But we won't get credit for that if they just buy it in the store. Doesn't help us. It's about how. Thanks to rxbar for sporting 5 by 5 and back to work. No, <laughs> no, no dairy. No dairy. All right. Let's wrap this up soon. You want to do one more? You got anything else? I got some topics. Uh, do you have anything you want to jump in with? No, I, I'm enjoying this too much. I don't have that much to say about these. We could talk about – you pick the one you have the most to say about. Suggestions for choosing a VPN. Yes. Communication tips from the CIA. Um, I don't think we have time for bad feelings at work. Do you mm. have a feeling on VPNs? Yes. Listener Chris writes to say, I'd like to get your latest thoughts on VPNs for mostly iOS. I've got three clients installed now, TunnelBear, EncryptMe, uh, OpenVPN. I'm um, jumping around a little bit here. 
Our use case is using a VPN when we're on sketchy public Wi-Fi, stores, coffee shops, airports, etc. I don't mind paying a little. Uh, for a VPN, we could all use that's reliable and reasonably secure. What are your thoughts? My thoughts... Dan, Dan tell, me about, tell me about VPNs and why we need them. Okay, so a VPN is a virtual private network, and what this lets you do is send all of your traffic through what's called a tunnel through a server that uh, that you may or may not control, but that is out there in the world somewhere. And what this does is it makes all of the traffic, everything that you're doing to and from the internet, it sends it over secure uh, channels so that if you are in a public place like a coffee shop or an airport or something like that, and you want to do something that's sensitive or maybe not even that sensitive, just like checking email or something else, it's going to encrypt all of that traffic between you and the VPN and send it out to the internet from wherever you are. So it basically makes it really, really secure or as secure as you can get in most cases. Uh, There are other uses for VPN too. For example, if you wanted to get to uh, content that um, maybe is restricted by mm-hmm. some places and you want to Maybe you want to get uh, something other than Italian Netflix in Italy. Right. But I mean, it, it, help me understand, the basic use case I feel like is increasingly, you know, it used to be for the longest time you go somewhere, you go to the coffee shop, you got to know the password, which was usually like garbage um, anyway. But in most cases, these are totally, like if you're on like, I'm not even sure GoGo lets you do this, but if you're on any kind of Wi-Fi where you're logging in, usually through a website, you're, there's there's no WPA like protection on this. Right. In most cases, somebody could just sniff anything that's not encrypted in your signal. Please correct me if I'm wrong. You could sniff anything that's just going through the air and just grab yes, you steal can, cookies, can. all that kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. And that's bad. So there's the basic security of I don't want people to get my Facebook or Facebook's encrypted, but I don't want people to grab my cookies <laughs> when I'm at Starbucks. You can do everything. I mean, you can do it, and you can do it with a peace of mind. I know a lot of people who don't have an internet connection at their house, and they work from their local coffee shop that they're they're going to frequently, and you know they're probably going to want to do their banking or something like that. And yeah, I'm sure it's over HTTPS, but this just adds that extra level of peace of mind and security over everything. It's a good idea to use it. So what? What should we be looking for in an iOS-centric VPN? If you could address that or you could address what you've done for this. I've seen lots of life hackerish things about how to have your own VPN over like a Synology and stuff like right. that. What do, you, what do you think people should be thinking about in looking at a VPN? Well, you know, I think if you just want something easy, if you just want something that you don't have to worry about configuring or supporting, and I think that's most people. Most people just want to say, okay, what is this? What do I have to do? Aren't you using, was it Tunnel Bear, the one that you liked? Yeah, I've used Tunnel Bear. I've used Cloak. I've used uh, Ad Free Time. I think I th- that counts. Does that count as a VPN? I think so. I think Cloak is is the, the one like- that I was thinking of that you were using the most recently. I wasn't, but I feel like every time I use one of these, I get a well actually from one of my friends about how, no, that's not good. Go look at Torrent Freak and go read up on which ones of these like don't actually retain your data or anything like that. Right. And so see- I, I feel the same way about it. Like I've loved using these apps, but then people were like, well, actually be really careful because this... It works at cross purposes with what this thing is supposed to be doing. And I hate that. So I hate I, I don't the idea of that. Like I don't, you know, there VPN support is built into every major operating system, Mac OS, Windows, iOS. Um, I'm sure the Microsoft Surface has it. 
mm-hmm. uh, as we'll be finding out soon enough. You find out this afternoon, buddy. Yeah, Fingers crossed. Uh, but that's so configuring your local client is usually pretty easy to do, and the way that that works is you you activate the VPN, and then all of your traffic. Uh, or select traffic, but I recommend all of your traffic will then go through that VPN. So when you go to Google, it's actually going through the VPN. That is, it's going through an encrypted tunnel up to whatever server or service you're using, and then that server or service sends it out over to the internet. So I don't use any one of these services that you're talking about. I actually, right now, my VPN is on, I have a server at Mac Mini Colo, uh, that uh, I just used the built-in Mac OS X server stuff to create a VPN. So whenever I want to turn on my VPN, it's actually going through my server at Mac Mini Colo. So it's pretty much just for me, uh, but I can use it on any of my devices. And mm-hmm. I, I know end-to-end what's going on there because that's that's my server. You can do the same thing with your Mac Mini Colo. You can also do it anywhere that you have, You know, if you have control of a server. Now, I don't know how much these services are, uh, is there like a there's a monthly cost with a tunnel bear? Isn't there like a do you pay a monthly subscription for it or is it a uh, one time? I, I can just say in, in the generic, my experience with the ones that I've tried has been that you can almost always um, buy on a month to month basis, and some of them offer a discount for a year. But I think you're looking at the ten dollar to sub ten dollar range for most. I, but I mean, like for example, on Cloak, I think they cap. Like they've got a free version, I believe. See, I'm sorry, but but you can go look for yourself. But you're going to pay for these things. It's not uh, egregiously expensive, right. but like ad free time, I think is ten dollars. So ad free time, if you're a monster like me, you can run at the level of your router. Right. So basically, you install what is it? Different DNSs that will basically be able to like if you want to see certain major league baseball games or you want to like block ads across your entire. Uh, network right at free time can work at that level. That's handy. Stack. That's super handy. But yeah, before it even gets to the Apple TV, like it's you're saying, like here's where I want it to think I am. And the, I have there is a router that I used to have uh, that I used in my my office. We're on a shared internet now, but for a while I had to pay for my own, and it was just an ASUS router. But it had built-in VPN capabilities. So what that meant is wow. if if I went somewhere, I could just and this you know if you had this at home, it would work the same way. But I was able to connect directly to my own. VPN at work just built into the stupid VPN built into the router so that all my traffic when I'm sitting at the coffee shop or the airport was just going through that router through my work uh, internet. So that was ostensibly more secure. What I recommend for people who are nerdy and aren't afraid of like a command line is to get something like a a $5 a month Linode. Uh, which is a, a where we host all our stuff on five by five, and they're a great provider uh, for VPSs, uh, where you can get your own server and you could r- virtual private server, virtual private server, and you could run okay. uh, run your own. It's called Open VPN Server, and I put a little link to the tutorial there at, at Linode. They have a tutorial on how to set it up and how it works and what to do and how to configure it. And for five dollars a month, you could have. Not only your own VPN, but you can get a web server too, or you know, server to do whatever else you want to do. Uh, so there are lots of different options for people who, depending on your level of comfort with, you know, a server or typing things into a command line, it's really pretty easy. Uh, you could even get this set up for yourself. Maybe your own router already has it built into it. You know, you never know. But um, 
Should well, I have a? I do have a promo code for people to get ten dollars credit at Linode. Should I oh, say? Oh God! By should, all means. Okay, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. But it's promo dot linode dot com slash five by five. Promo code is five by five. You'll get ten bucks credit. So that that could be two months free to try this out if you if you were interested in going the geek route. Um, but I I liked Tunnel Bears usability but again i don't know mm-hmm. if they're like behind the scenes what's going on but they, i liked i liked the way that all worked you know how this stuff is when you're a, a, a hack like me which is that like i think i understand what something how something is working and then i hear enough from my friends that it just puts me off a little bit without ever fully understanding yeah. i like your i like so you so dan's providing you <clears throat> with the nerd uh route which and personally, with hearing Linode, not, don't call it Linode. No, um, hearing Linode on so many nerd podcasts makes you really want to try it. Um, there's that solution. I'm also going to point you to this article that um, you probably you may not find. I don't find myself personally on the Torrent Freak site very often, but they do an <laughs> annual roundup that is very much worth, worth looking at, and it's in show notes. Which VPN services keep you anonymous in 2017? And they go through and rate uh, many of the uh, all the great services, TorGuard Anonymizer. Nice, and that's in notes. I think people do. Don't people do this with a Synology? Can like you, a NAS? Yeah, why not? A NAS, as you I, say? I think any one of those intelligent appliances should be able to do that. And I'm looking now, and I said, how to connect Synology NAS to a VPN? Setting up VPN and remote desktop VPN on yeah. Synology. There you go. There it is. Look at that. Yeah, show notes. Look at that. Got it. Look at that. Look at that. So, the, you know, you might be surprised to find that the router you already had can do it or that the, you know, I mean, and, and if you have an old Mac mini sitting around mm-hmm. in your house, they're, all, they're old, they're all old, <laughs> right? Even the new ones are old. <laughs> yeah. You, all right. You could probably run it on that pretty easily, too. I mean, <clears throat> I, I always like to experiment with the do it yourself route to see if it's something that I can do because, you know, if, if I can do it on something I've already got. Why not, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you'll learn something. You might spend an hour doing something and come away and like, okay, now like now I know how to set up a VPN on Debian or Ubuntu or something. Like, I didn't know how to do mm-hmm. that before, now I do. Yeah, it's just there's certain kinds of things where, I mean, you heard me just mention that I have a Synology. And I, 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 I feel like, I was talking to some friends about this, I feel really reluctant to use it much because I don't, I feel like I don't understand it. I mean, I kind of understand it. It's a smart hard drive. It's got functionality. But like, it's one of those things where there's certain kinds of things that you can do on your own where like for many years, I would just sit around and diddle around in the terminal and my profile and doing all this stuff that I half understood. And like, I guess I've become more conservative where like I want to understand more about what I'm doing. You know, I say this as the guy where my introduction to you was following your tutorials on how to install PHP in my <laughs> right, SQL. Right, right, right. Um, and I'm just, oh, paste, cop, copy, paste, copy Dan, paste, Merlin, copy, whatever Dan says. You might, you might have pwned me at this point and I wouldn't even know. Right. Troon, it detected. Um, so, yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I think we've probably answered. Listener, Chris. Good job, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you going to have a chance to like, I don't know, meditate, unwind, hit the gym? Will you be, are you feel like you're at the top of your game for meeting with Microsoft today? I had, I mean, I, I, I had a workout, uh, this morning, you know, back squats mainly and, uh, went up about five kilos. So I'm pretty much, you know, I'm pretty much there. What about, should you do that Matthew McConaughey thing? That Oh, he does the song. He was so thin in that scene. 
I heard that was his bit. Oh, like he came he up brought, with that? That's a thing that he actually does as Matthew McConaughey, the actor Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I believe it. That, I totally believe it. Oh, he is, he is a weird dude. He is a weird He's dude. He's at the fences. Like, I understand that, uh, that all the stuff that he did in, um, in that uh, cop show. True, True Detective. True Detective. That they didn't even need to give him a script. That he already, he came in knowing knowing what to do. <laughs> that that's all just from he could just he could just riff yeah about time and stuff. Yeah, I believe it. I totally believe it. Murph. <laughs> well, Dan, I think we've helped a lot of people. I want you know thoughts and prayers, everybody out there. Please think good thoughts for Dan when he talks to Microsoft today about our future uh, with the Surface family of products. Yeah, and next week could be a very very different show. I if everything plan goes well. to be recording the show next week on the Microsoft Surface. I'm going to be seated on a surface. I'm going to be writing on a surface. I assume that's what you do with Hey, you know, if the NFL uses them. Good enough for me. Yeah. Everybody loves the NFL. Everyone. Mm. So, there you All go. Right. Let's button this up. All right. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.